0: Feel his army. Hey, hey, hey! For some of you that have problems with direction, you can chill. First things first, I wanna address something. Whitlock said something very, very disgusting to me this morning in my morning meeting in front of everyone. He told me that my intro yesterday, and I want y'all to hear this, said it hit his sweet spot. Now, I have no idea what the hell he was talking about, but all I could personally do was visualize Eddie Murphy and the Nutty Professor. Remember when he was dressed up like the grandma talking about, strip a man, strip man. Ooh, I'm gonna get the Coupe de Negro special. I think I speak for everybody in the army when I say, Ew. Nonetheless, it's 1800 hours. Let's get this roll call started. For those of you new recruits out there, we welcome you. We all need everybody out there to hit that subscribe button, hit that like button. Hey, by the way, head over to TheBlazeMedia.com, come get you some of this new fearless gear we got, so that everybody knows that you're proud to be part of the fearless army. Now, Jay Smith yesterday said that, regarding my comment on the camo condoms, And you know, I cracked a little joke and said that they won't see us coming. Well, Jay suggested that we call them the Fearless Jimmy Hatch. Now, I want to tell y'all something. I've talked this over with the legal team here at Blaze and I would like to tell you all right now, face to face, that I've decided to decline on doing this because I'm gonna tell y'all right now, if Uncle Jimmy put his name on them condoms, I guarantee you one out of four of them gonna bust. I still got child support payments. I'm still paying for that shit right now. Moving on, a lot of you people out there sent me well, with well wishes while I was away. Some of y'all wanted to know how I'm doing. Some of y'all even wanted to know what I was actually in the hospital for. Let me tell y'all this, it ain't no big secret. I'm a proud Marine. And I'm gonna tell y'all, Marines are like old truckers. And when they start to get old, all we do is go get ourselves a new Peterbilt. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna leave it at that. Now in the news, Pete Buttigieg is back on the news. And he seems to think that we have a racist infrastructure system. And I'm gonna be honest and tell you, he may have a point. Because as a kid, I over remember overhearing my daddy say all the time, every time I go out, I gotta hit one of these holes. Anyway, Speaking of deep, dark holes, it appears that Don Backdoor Lemon found himself in a cat fight with our very own Megan Top Rider Kelly. Evidently, Don has ordered Megan Kelly to stop bringing up his legal issues. Now, I'm gonna be honest with you, I wish the hell I worked for Megan Kelly, cause I would just tell him straight out, I'm sorry, but Don, we all don't have the same gag reflex as you. And some of us can't help bringing that stuff back up. All right, also for years, the Marine Corps supported the ask but don't tell rule. And I'm here to stand in front of you and tell you that I stand in full support of this rule. And I'm gonna tell it to you just like this. Damn it the hell, if Uncle Jimmy lick your ass, you better not tell nobody. Okay? Okay, I'm sorry. Also in the news, Will Smith has a new film coming out. It's called the Prince Albert movie. It's a movie about him being the father of Venus and Serena Williams. Now I overheard an interview of him the other day and somebody was asking him how he handled the fact of Jada talking about her sexual affair with Tupac. Rumor is that she ain't never been the same since Tupac showed her that real thug life. And he also found out that the song, How Do You Want It? He said that was really written about Jada. They asked Will, they said, how did you handle that? And I loved Will's answer. Will said he handled it like any man would handle it. He realized that what he had to do and he realized that he was gonna have to have somebody kill Tupac. And the reporter said, well, how was you able to find somebody that could pull a shot off like that with Suge Knight sitting so close to him? And Will looked at him real cool, and he said, well, I'm real good friends with Alec Baldwin. <laughs> Ow! I guess y'all gonna tell me that's too soon. Come on, man, let's get on with the show, man. First of all, hey, man, we got the, the first lady of the fearless army, Shamika Michelle. She's gonna come in here, and she's gonna suffer the show with some of her wisdom and as she does. Steve Kim, our overseas affiliate, he's gonna return to talk about the breaking news about Cam IB damn Newton is back, uh, back back in Carolina. Also, he's gonna be talking about Stephen A, Capping up for, caping up for Jalen Rose. And now, I'm gonna tell you something, man. I'm really ready to get this show started. I'm ready to bring out our leader. And, and, and I'm happy, I'm really happy to say that he was able to pull off this mile run. He said he did it in about six months, okay? Also, I would like to say that I personally has witnessed our fearless leader. He done 47 pull-ups and drive-throughs in Nashville. I'ma tell you something, man. This man is committed to this organization. So let me tell you something. I need to tell you, he's my jigger if he never changes his figure. DJ, drop me some music, Fearless Army, mount up, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, cause this is how we do it. Come on Whitlock, let's make it go baby.
1: Veterans Day, Uncle Jimmy, and to the rest of you, uh, current and former uh, military people, uh, you know, uh, Jimmy just ran off, but what I would have told him is the problem with Veterans Day is there's no food attached to it. Every holiday, there's food attached. Even Look, New Year's Day, don't you eat lima beans or what is it? Uh, pinto, it's not pinto, my, my grandmother always sold beans on New Year's, uh, that was supposed to be good luck. Uh, you know, obviously Thanksgiving, turkey, Christmas ham, uh, chocolate on Valentine's Day, candy on Halloween, 4th of July, burgers and brats and hot dogs in the backyard. They gotta associate food with Veterans Day. It's a fine holiday. It's a great holiday. But we need to attach food to it. And anyway, uh, as Uncle Jimmy told you, we have an awesome show uh, planned for you today. Uh, You know what? I'm, I'm just gonna get rolling and get started here. This is a bit of an unscripted fire starter, but I think it's a great fire. Uh, Shamika Michelle will be here to help me fan the flames to this fire, but uh, I want to talk about Kyle Rittenhouse because that's what everybody seems to be talking about is Kyle Rittenhouse. LeBron James has weighed in on Kyle Rittenhouse. Uh, He's tweeted out mocking Kyle Rittenhouse and saying it was crocodile tears. I want to go big picture here on Kyle Rittenhouse and try to explain to everybody because there's this war being waged between Kyle Rittenhouse supporters, Kyle Rittenhouse detractors, and and I wanna go big picture and say, obviously, I think Kyle Rittenhouse acted in self-defense, but I'm not even gonna dwell on that. I'm gonna dwell on how we even got in this situation where a 17-year-old boy, child, went over to Kenosha, Wisconsin uh, to participate in any fashion, as a medic, as a defender of property, whatever fashion, but a 17-year-old boy in another state, crossed state lines, dropped off by his mother, uh, carrying an AR-15. Why did this happen? And people, you know, want to get upset and, oh, Kyle Rittenhouse is an idiot and he should have never been there and uh, it's all his fault. And it's not his fault. It's our fault. And I'm talking about men specifically. And you guys know the theme of this show. You guys know what this whole fearless movement is about. It's about men, grown men, not 17 year old boys, but grown men acting and behaving and leading in a responsible manner. And as long as we continue to fail as men to lead and to stand up for what's right, young boys like Kyle Rittenhouse are going to continue to make mistakes. And again, his mistake was going. How he behaved once he got there, I don't have a problem with. And I think actually his intentions, I think were good. And I know there were crazy people on the left and who interpret every, action between uh, through a political lens. Oh, he's a Trump supporter or he's a Republican or, or, or whatever. And so therefore he's guilty. Therefore, he's the worst person on the planet. I don't operate that way. And if someone if, if they're Obama supporters or Biden supporters, I don't judge them that way. And it's a mistake. Anybody that's taking a rational objective look at this case can clearly see, once he was there, once he began being attacked by these lunatics that were doing these riots and all that, he acted in self-defense, everybody knows it. The the judge in the case clearly knows it. I don't think it's gonna take long for the jury to recognize it. Uh, But I wanna go back to whose fault this really is, and it's ours, men. Why is Cal Rittenhouse going to Kenosha, Wisconsin to defend uh, public, private property? Why is he going to serve as a medic if people get injured? And it's because in 2020, we Americans, men, we tolerated and sat back and did nothing as lunatics and rioters and anarchists and cowards and Marxists and Satanists use George Floyd's death as an excuse to burn down, loot riot cities all across America and major media outlets put all of this rioting, looting, arson, anarchy on a constant loop, and we kept the major media outlets, led by men, the men leading the major corporations that are sponsors for these media outlets. They all justified everything we were seeing, the destruction of major American cities under the pretense that George Floyd was this tragic victim that he was this angel descended from heaven who was out trying to save the world. And basically Jesus and our Martin Luther King Jr. all wrapped into one when this white racist cop, Derek Chauvin descended upon him and for no reason at all, none put his knee on George Floyd's back and neck and choked him out in the middle of the street. Obviously, that's an exaggeration. George Floyd was hyped up on fentanyl. He was uncooperative with the police for nearly 30 straight minutes. Derek Chauvin showed up and tried to restrain George Floyd and through incompetence, stayed on George Floyd's back and neck for a prolonged period of time, that was an act of incompetence. There's no proof that there was some kind of racist, malicious intent. None. Incompetence. But the media and the anarchists and the cowards and the people that want to see America destroyed kept feeding this to the American public. Oh, look at this. This is Emmett Till all over again. And nothing has changed in America. And George Floyd was just high and drunk and trying to pass a counterfeit bill like everybody does. The media kept just jamming it down our throats. And men failed to properly object. Men that run cable networks failed to properly object. At the time, and I'm sorry if this makes, irritates people and, and, and pisses them off, I don't care, this is just facts. At the time, we had a president who was incapable of speaking to the nation in a clear, coherent, uh, healing, bring everybody together way to stop any of this madness. And so I get it. I I understand why Trump was elected president. I, I get that people felt like they had no other choice. But there's a massive failure of leadership In America led by men throw Barack Obama in it, former president, the media treats him as a God. He didn't stand up in the summer of 2020 and speak, take a bold stance, speaking against the lunacy that was being sanctioned, justified by corporate America and all the major politicians. Barack Obama He has the articulation skills. He could have stood up and said something and tried to put a stop to the madness. Obviously, our celebrity class could have used their platforms to call out the lunacy and the madness of 2020. But we didn't do that. None of us did that. Not in a way that we should have. Most of us acted as cowards. And many of you are sitting back there going, well, it wasn't me. And I I said what I could. I did what I could. And, And the reality is, and I don't care who this offends, there are ramifications for, there's some good ones and there's some bad ones, for electing a former reality TV show guy as president of the United States. Just like, and look, there's a bad, there's a lot of bad ramifications for electing a clown who's basically in a coma, and who's basically a prop and a robot for the power elite. There are ramifications for electing Joe Biden president, and we're experiencing all of that right now. And in the summer of 2020, we experienced some of the ramifications of having Trump as our president. And one of them was when this crisis hit, he wasn't a voice that could do anything to diffuse the demonic movement that had overtaken all of America. Barack Obama, We know what team he plays for, and it's not team Jesus. Because if he had, if he was playing for that team, anybody looking at what was going on in 2020 that had any type of real relationship with God would have said, hey, man, we can't have this. They would have used their voice. They would have used their platform to try to diffuse what was going on. The destruction, the the hostility towards law and order and any respect for authority. This is a giant, massive failure of men. And that's why a 17-year-old boy tried to get involved and tried to fix it and tried to be of some service, some help. He's looking at his country fall completely apart and he's trying to figure out what can I do to help? And he reached some dumb conclusions. At 17, you can't cross state lines with a gun. He's not even aware that his youth and carrying a gun would make him more of a target of the anarchists and the crazy people. The pedophile had just been released from a mental hospital. And so he sees a 17 year old boy and thinks, oh, I got one here. This is the weak link in the chain. And so. I'm not. Trust me, I want him to go on with the rest of his life. I get it. But he's a 17 year old child making 17 year old decisions because grown men haven't done their job. He's a victim of our failure. And I'm speaking particularly to those of you that call yourselves believers in a higher power, believers in Jesus Christ. There are decisions and things we need to be doing to make sure that this anarchy and lawlessness is all put down and stop, and all of this satanic behavior. And again, I'm, don't think I'm distancing myself. Did you catch yesterday's show about hip-hop music and talking to... G. Craig Lewis, and then bringing in Pastor Bobby Harrington, Pastor Anthony Walker to talk about We have been so bathed in this immoral music. And I'm talking about all of us, but particularly this crowd, this group of anarchists, this group of lunatics, We've been so racialized and so uh, moved away from any moral principles. Bathed in a music. Are, 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 again, I, I can't remember the uh, Jason Hauser, the minister we had on the week before that, that uses music as part of his ministry. And he talked about how music actually tunes your heart to God if used properly. Well, it can obviously be used to tune your heart to to the devil and evil and demonic spirits. And that's what's happened in America. And that's why in the summer of 2020, we took George Floyd, a drug addict, a violent criminal and put him on a pedestal and guided him up and made him an idol. And people, have looked at this and said, this is madness. A 17 year old child looked at it and said it was madness and said, let me get involved. We haven't stood up and done the right things as men. The summer of 2020 is a reflection of our failure. And so when I look at the the kind of men that we've produced and, and the kind of man I have personally been. Has made what's happening to Kyle Rittenhouse a possibility. What happened to Kenosha, Wisconsin a year ago, we made that a possibility by abandoning everything we allegedly believe in. We've been secularized. And so we look at LeBron James, we've put him on a pedestal. We've made him the king of this devilish, wicked wicked playpen that big tech has created called social media. And LeBron James, with all of his millions of followers, is using his platform to demonize a 17-year-old child. Who got on the stand? Do we have the clip? I think we have the clip of Cal Rittenhouse crying on the stand. Yeah, let, let's play the clip of Cal Rittenhouse. Cal Rittenhouse, he's at his trial yesterday, and he's crying on the stand. Let, let's play that clip.
0: There were <laughs> there were three people right there. <laughs>
1: That's
0: what I (laughs) That's what I run We're going to
1: just take time for our break anyway You you can uh, just relax for a minute LeBron, that's a 18-year-old or 19-year-old now, I can't, 18, 19, I'm not sure how old he is now, but it's a teenager, crying on the stand, feels like he's fighting for his life at this trial, took a huge pair to take the witness stand. Anybody else, I'm sure his lawyers advised him, you don't need to take the stand here. The prosecution has been horrendous. The prosecution's lawyers, I mean, uh, witnesses have been horrendous. You're owed a not guilty verdict. If that jury comes back guilty, I would think there's a good chance the judge would object and say, (laughs) you know, say this is unconstitutional to convict this guy based off of what we've heard in this courtroom. Anybody watching the trial objectively and doesn't have their racial lenses on or doesn't have their political lenses on knows that Kyle Rittenhouse has a clear case of self-defense in all three of these instances. But teenage boy fighting for his life in a courtroom shows a big pair. This is how much he wants to prove his innocence that he even took the stand. Did OJ Simpson take the stand? And I'm just telling you, innocent people, or, or certainly guilty people, do not take the stand in a court case this one-sided, where the defense is winning a landslide. The only reason why that dude wanted to take the stand is because he clearly believes he's innocent, and he wants to erase any doubt, and he doesn't want people saying he was a coward and didn't take the stand. So he took this... A child showing a big pair. And he needs to be discipled by grown men who will show him how to strategically use that big pair of balls he has. But that's not the culture we have created here in America. Men have allowed themselves to be eviscerated and emasculated and removed from leadership positions, and if they are in leadership positions, they lead like they're women. They tuck their balls in between their butt cheeks or wherever and lead like women. No one stands on truth. No one stands on integrity or or just, We put Cal Rittenhouse in this position where he felt like, well, I gotta do something. And his mama, being what she is, a woman and a mama, and she she has looked at her 17-year-old boy as a man. That's why she drove him to Kenosha. Because she clearly can't say, this is just a boy. There's no man or there doesn't appear to be as far as I know, that was like interceding here and saying, hey, this is the boy. This is a man's job. Let me go to Kenosha if somebody's going. But I'm not putting my child in harm's way. So everybody wants to have this discussion, either uh, vilifying Kyle Rittenhouse or celebrating Kyle Rittenhouse. What we need to be dealing with is our failure as men and adults. And that starts with Trump, Biden, Obama, all the way down to whoever Kyle Rittenhouse's daddy is. And whoever Jacob Blake's daddy was or is whoever George Floyd's daddy was or is, those are the failures. They have let this country down. Their refusal to be men and live up to the responsibilities of being a man and leadership, all of them, every name I just said, a failure, throw my name in there, throw your name in there. Every time you run and hide from the truth and allow this demonic spirit that's running through America, that's attacking all forms of truth that are convincing you. Yeah, if a boy, if a man feels like a woman, he's a woman and we have to pretend and go along with that crazy. That's an attack on truth. Which is an attack on God and you being a coward because you're, oh, I'm gonna get canceled. If I stand up for truth, if I don't hop on board with everything my company tells me to do, there will be more madness. And for LeBron James to use his platform to to demonize this kid, to mock this kid, to racialize this trial, which is a trial about a 17-year-old white boy killing three grown white men. And somehow it's been racialized. White on white crime has been racialized. And LeBron, we just saw Kenosha burned down a year ago, and LeBron James is throwing Molotov cocktails so that we'll have round two of racial violence, rioting, looting, and arson in Kenosha when this not guilty verdict comes. We're putting the, I think there's 18 jurors seated for this. 12 of them will vote. Those 18 jurors have been placed into the crosshairs because men have failed, including the prosecutor who's an absolute clown who should have never filed these murder charges against Kyle Rittenhouse, but he knew that if he did his job and just evaluated the facts and the evidence and didn't file charges on Cal Rittenhouse, he knew he would be in the crosshairs. So he's passing the buck on to the 18 jurors seated for this trial. They're in the crosshairs and that's why you got George Floyd's play nephew or whoever the hell he is, pretending like or telling everybody, oh, we're taking pictures of the juror, we're we're doxing them, that they're basically going to get after these jurors if they come back with the wrong verdict. We have allowed lawlessness and immorality to completely overrun our criminal justice system completely overrun. And look, is our criminal justice system perfect? Absolutely not. But this, this kind of vigilante justice, we're going backwards. We're, we're, instead, America has always been moving towards fairness. We're now going backwards because Men are cowards. Men have been stripped of their faith, stripped of their integrity, stripped of their ability to stand up and do something about right and wrong. LeBron James wants to blame Kyle Rittenhouse. LeBron James needs to look in the mirror. Joe Biden, Donald Trump, Barack Obama, all need to look in the mirror. All of us that voted for any of those clowns, and I didn't. I haven't voted for one of them because they're all clowns and I, maybe maybe I'm a coward and I should have voted for some, but I'm none of them. Not qualified to provide the kind of leadership this country leads right now. If we don't start putting people in office like the Glenn Yunkin in Virginia, like Winsome Sears in Virginia, if we don't start putting people in office, who are willing to stand on Jesus and the truth. And I'm talking about firmly stand on it, authentically stand on it. We're getting exactly what we deserve. You can vilify the other side all you want, right or left. You need to be looking in the mirror. Who are you sending to represent you and what you believe authentically? Don't talk about, well, best, I only had two, uh, two bad choices and this is the best of the bad choice. That can't be the standard any longer. Not if we wanna save this country. I understand the decision from 2016, I really do. But moving forward, It has been made crystal clear. If you have any interest in saving this country, you better find some leadership that can authentically and legitimately stand on truth. If you don't, there will be more cow Rittenhouses. houses. There will be more Kenosha, Wisconsin's burning to the ground. We've hit a momentary pause because the democratic party cut a deal with the anarchists and Antifa and all that. That deal is about to expire. It's probably going to expire when this not guilty verdict comes in and riots and arson and looting and lawlessness is going to overrun the country all over again. They're not done. They just, well, we're going to do all this till it pop for in in front of the election, then we're going to give you a year or so to get things together or you know implement all the promises you've made to us. and if those promises aren't met, they're going to start burning down the country again, and the clock is ticking, and there's only one choice for those of us that actually believe in this country and want to protect it. We have to be willing to stand on what we say we believe in. And that starts with men. All right, I wanna tell you about, uh, before we go to Shamika Michelle, I wanna tell you about my good friends the Good Ranchers. uh, With the holidays, approaching. You need a great food option to satisfy everyone in your family. And the best way to do that is with our friends over at Good Ranchers, from their family feast bundle to their Ranchers Classic or their better yet, their prime seafood package. You'll get delicious meals each and every time. The quality of the food you'll receive is unmatched by their online competitors or anything you can get at the grocery store. With Good Ranchers you get Truly, 100% of market American farm-raised chicken and beef, all shipped directly to your home. So stop waiting in line at the grocery store and go order at GoodRanchers.com right now. Buy now or subscribe today and save 20% off on each box of mouthwatering meats. Subscribing brings the cost down to less than five dollars a meal. Plus, right now get an additional twenty dollars off and free express shipping if you go to goodrancherscom fearless or use the promo code FEARLESS at checkout. That's $20 off from free express shipping at GoodRanchers.com fearless. I say it all the time. Good Ranchers supports me, supports this show, supports fearless men and women. You need to be supporting Good Ranchers because they support us. Shamika Michelle, next! All right, welcome back. I'm talking about the failure of men, but I want to get a woman's perspective. Uh, we're going to go out to North Carolina, and bring in Shamika Michelle. I, I got a little lathered up, Shamika, and uh, you know, earlier in the show uh, we had some technical difficulties with a different guest, and and so a little off my game today. I said a couple things that I think imprecise. Uh, want you know. His gun did not cross state lines. I just want to put that into the record. And then Kyle Rittenhouse's dad actually lives in Kenosha and that's why he goes uh, back and forth there. And so I, I just before I got your take, I just wanted to correct a couple of different things that I said. I stand by all of it in, in terms of this is a failure of men, and that, you know, his dad, some other should have stepped in here. and and the environment that we have allowed to be fostered and created here in America where there's no respect for authority, uh, we don't have any leadership either willing and or capable to address the racial divide that we have here in this country. And as long as we have that kind of uh, insufficient, incompetent leadership, we're gonna, we're gonna allow the media, outside agitators, foreign interests to continue to racially divide us and continually to move us into a more and more secular society, a more emasculated feminine society that uh, will provoke children to get out of their lane and start trying to do handle things adults are supposed to handle anyway. Uh, I want your reaction to my take on Kyle Rittenhouse.
2: Well, first, I want to say that David was a youth when he slew Goliath. And it's just unfortunate for those men that Kyle had more than five smooth stones. Look, I looked at the videos, and in both instances, it seemed as if he was being attacked. And those men ran up on Kyle. When you play little boy games, you get little boy prizes. Surprise! Surprise! Who shot you? You know, I, as a mother, I would not have wanted my child out there, out there because I have a 16 and an 18-year-old. I wouldn't want my child out there in that mess. But listen, as a shooter, and I felt some kind of way that I was the one to get to talk about this, but as a shooter, when you are in a situation where you feel like it's either you or them, I think basic human instinct is going to... To say, it's going to be them. When I was in a, in the situation that we talked about a few weeks ago, and this girl was telling me that she had a gun and if she pulled it out, she was going to use it. I said to myself at that time, I'm going to have to shoot her before she shoots me. And this was out all of the chaos that Kyle was actually in. So I can understand why he would have felt afraid, why he would have felt unsure and why he would have felt like I have to shoot them before they shoot me like he didn't go in there. I don't think saying, I want to lose my life. He went in there thinking that he was about to protect something and he wanted to come home. So, you know, for the men, sorry you thought you
1: saw the weakest link and you were wrong what is your take on LeBron James in my view fanning the flames here in terms of a year ago we've seen Kenosha we saw rioting all across the country anybody with a brain can see like whoo this thing here with the Rittenhouse trial could spark more protest and rioting around the country, could lead to the, not just the harming of businesses, but the harming of human beings. And we see all kinds of people in economic chaos because of COVID, because of the riots from 2020. Who would want more of that? And, and as a person with the kind of following that LeBron James has, why, why would he say anything that will potentially fan the animus and tension that's already pervasive throughout America and perhaps contribute in any way, even if it's only half of a half of a half percent, contributing to potentially more violence and more unrest in America
2: because LeBron James is an intellectual midget. And there are some people that are going to say, well, he he built a school. Listen, I don't care if he would have built Harvard. All that shows is that he had the money and the resources to do so. It doesn't mean that he's intelligent in any way. And what what I find crazy about LeBron saying anything is that he didn't even seem to address when the other NBA player came out about the, the, the Muslims or the people that are being mistreated. LeBron said nothing, but now you have all of this smoke for an 18 year old. That to me is a coward. That's to me, it's like, okay, you're boxing with someone not even in your weight you know, weight range. Why? Why would you have anything to say after what we saw last year? Why Why not just keep quiet as you usually do? Just be China's bitch and just wait for something in, in, in that bang. But why say anything for this? So I thought that was a coward move of LeBron. I think he should have just been quiet. But I think we all realize that LeBron is not that intelligent. So what what else can we expect from him?
1: You're a thousand percent right, Uh, and and a lot of times, the most appropriate or effective thing uh, a public figure with a following can do is say nothing. You know, if you're not an expert, or if you just don't want to see more potential harm, I would love to know what people think the good would come from more violence, more arson, more looting in, in Kenosha, Wisconsin. The, the only thing I could think is, is, they clearly want this chaos, this anarchy. It, 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 the, I think LeBron has bought into the fact that like if we tear it all down and rewrite a constitution, because that's what I think the end game here is, is to convince everybody that America's a failure, it's in need of a new constitution, it's in need of a, new direct, a totally new direction. To me, th- that could be the only thing that could justify LeBron's behavior, is that he's been convinced that if America would become more like China, it would be better for him and, for, and I honestly think that's what he believed, because as passionate as our sports fans are here in America, it pales in comparison to the way China treats basketball players. They live as virtual guys. When you're talking about Stephon Marbury has a statue in China. He played six, seven, eight years, I don't know, in China, had some success good NBA player, but he's a god in China. And so, and I think they have like 300 million, some crazy number of like hardcore basketball fans. I honestly think LeBron James and a lot of these NBA players think that if America was more like China, things would be better for them, these elite, this handful of elite basketball players, and screw what happens to Shamika Michelle, Jimmy Dodds, or Jason Whitlock.
2: For sure, and that's the ego thing, Jason, because You know, you want to be somewhere where somebody worships you, but you're not thinking about all of the other things that come along with that. And like you said, how other people would be treated in those same countries. You know, I I think this goes back to what you talked about yesterday when you said, why can't you just stick to what you do? Like, this is where I have to mimic Laura Ingram, I believe, that said... Shut up and dribble. What does, why do you have to say something about anything, LeBron? You are here, we only know about you because of your basketball skills. That's the only reason I ever heard about LeBron James was because he played basketball. Now he wants to be this black leader. Now he wants to be this voice. You would not even have a platform if you weren't tall, big, and could and could shoot a basketball. Shut up! Nobody was running after LeBron because he was smart, Nobody was running after him because they felt like he needed to be on the cover of GQ magazine. They know LeBron because he played basketball, because he's a basketball player. That's what he needs to stick to. We don't want to hear from you about anything else. At least I don't, because I know you as a ball player. That's what I look to you to do. We want to see if you going to get the ball in the hoop. That's it. So for you to feel like you need to say all of these other things about something that you know not, nothing about. If you look at these videos, the first incident when you know Kyle was trying to get away and you heard a shot even though it wasn't the person that was running after him. If you're running and you hear a shot, it's, it's just gonna be in your instinct to when you turn around, you don't know if this person has a gun or not. You're gonna shoot. When he was running down the street and they were coming after him and they attacked him and he fell, and he had a gun you're going to shoot. LeBron, how did you not see the same videos that we saw? It so this shows me that you're racist and you're you're just ignorant and you're just you just want to say whatever play basketball. That is why we know you stick to that. I don't think you read. I don't think that you seek any type of knowledge. And I damn sure don't think that you can see if you're sitting around feeling like this little boy needs to go to jail for protecting himself. Now, I would say, of course, possession of a dangerous weapon for someone under 18, he's guilty of that. But I have to say what you said. We put him in this position as society and me and not really taking a forward step and taking control of the situation. Last summer was horrible when it came to them burning down buildings and businesses. It was horrible. So for LeBron to say anything, just man, please. Get, get a basketball and, and worry about your wife and, and try to find you some extra hair on the top of your head because I'm tired of that uh, Beijing that you use to fill it in.
1: <laughs> I, I want, you said something at the very beginning of this that, and I don't mind being wrong or you having a different take. You mentioned that, hey, look, David was young and a child when he slayed Goliath and and I, I do understand that a lot of young people were involved. Civil War, Civil Rights Movement, and 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 maybe I'm wrong for suggesting that a 17-year-old needs to fade to the background and let some adults handle this. But I, I tend to stand by that in terms of of you know. In 2021, I don't know if you can be, David. Uh, <laughs> or or particularly this 2021 we have right now, where the truth has been so illegalized or under such attack that no one's able to even evaluate this kid's actions, his, I, I don't care who does or doesn't like it. I think the kid's heart was in the right place. I do think he went there to be a medic and try to help people if they got injured. I think he took a, a firearm because he knew that there was a chance he could get attacked. It's in anybody that's been watching what's gone on in the summer of 2020 would damn near be foolish to go down to a situation that chaotic and that violent without some means of protecting himself. Heck, one of the people that he shot, the guy that survived, he was a medic. He was carrying a gun. He pulled his gun out. And so he was thinking the exact same thing as as Kyle Rittenhouse, like, man, this is dangerous. Now I'm here to be a medic and help people, but it is dangerous, so I'm gonna pack this heat.
2: Yeah, I just think that there's a certain age boys get to. And, you know, I think like you said, it is the place of men to kind of hone that, you know, they want to fight. They want to make sure things are right. They want to lead, they want to protect. So I think a a boy gets to a certain age and those natural instincts start to kick in. And it is the place of older men to kind of help them guide, you know, to guide that and help them filter through those feelings of wanting to do just what comes natural to them. Just like a young woman, you know, you get to a certain age and we call it getting hot in the pants. You know, you start getting hot in the pants and it's up to the older women to help a young woman deal with those feelings and to be able to filter through that so she's just not hot in the pants with every Tom, Dick, and Harry that, you know, wants to come her way. So I think you get to a certain age and things that are just naturally in you who you really are. He's he's a boy, a young man. So I think naturally he wants to lead and protect. And it would have been better for an older man to help guide him and make sure he stayed out of the line of fire. Because yes, it is 2021 and you can't do certain things and get away with it. Case in point, you know, he's in court now for pretty much defending himself. so I, I think that you're right, but I do think that you know this the what he felt was natural, you know and I think that we do have to be in place as older men and women to help guide these younger people when they just start to feel natural instincts to do something.
1: Shaiga, thank you so much. Uh, great job. Uh, Those of you watching over YouTube, I need you to go to youtube.com slash Jason Whitlock. Hit that subscribe, hit those likes, hit the notifications, leave a comment. Uh, Uncle Jimmy's going to come in, and we'll get his thoughts on uh, LeBron James and an approval rating on LeBron James. And I think Uncle Jimmy's going to have something to say about uh, young women who are hot in the pants, who need some discipling. Uh, I would imagine Uncle Jimmy will have something to say about that. Next! It's time for the approval rating. Uncle Jimmy's here. Jimmy, we've had a chaotic, chaotic uh, taping of the show a little bit, but uh, I was glad Shamika and I got to engage on, you know, on the Kyle Rittenhouse story and LeBron James. Uh, LeBron James, People, a lot of people are talking about James's comments about Kyle Rittenhouse and uh, wasn't able to bring in uh, my brother, the Korean Cosell today. We just ran out of time, a little disjointed today, but uh, anyway, still felt like it was an excellent show. Uh, your thoughts?
0: Um, first of all, um, you started off talking about Joe Biden and you said, talking about an old, what, what was the line? A clown in a coma? Yeah. I thought you was talking about me. I'm like, what the hell is for <laughs> <up here?" laughs> You know? And then you started off, then you just came and just, you just set up and just, you just defiled the, 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 the Veterans Day. Talking about, oh well, they don't have food. Hey man, d- 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 have you ever seen me in my Marine Corps uniform? Yeah. you seen me in my uniform? Yeah. Let's show it again anyway, Chris. Let's <laughs> show everybody else how I look. You see that right there? That's you. <laughs> <laughs> is that you for real? That's me, man. No, it's not. Why the hell would I just set up and pick a little colored boy and just say it's me, Jason? Because
1: that's not, that's not, is that you for real? Jason, that's me in my Marine Corps uniform. I told you. There you go. You didn't always have gray hair, a gray beard? You didn't
0: all. <laughs> it, 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 actually, let me say something about this. Yeah. People talk about this. I actually dye my beard gray. They don't <laughs> understand. This is actually a dye. You know, but you sat up here talking about this holiday don't have food.
1: Yeah, it doesn't have food. Is there a food associated with Do, that? And who, you know whose fault
0: that is? Who? It's your fault. Mess with them skinny-ass women. <laughs> See? See, that, that's your problem. Most of these young women, they don't like to smoke nothing but... You know, blunts. I like big women. They like to smoke gooses and turkeys and shit. <laughs> you know, that's your problem,
1: man. Yeah, you know, I got a rule about my car. If we touch the elbows in my car, you can't you can't ride shotgun with me. <laughs> or ride on the motorcycle and had the meat doing like this. There's only room for one fat person in this relationship. (laughs)
0: Hey, I got you, I understand. I I got rules too. You can't be older than me, you can't weigh more than me, and you can't have more kids than me. You can't hit more than two of them. (laughs) If you hit more than two of the ones.
1: Come on, man. Let's go with this. Uh, let's get to our approval rating on that's LeBron. It. I can't believe you didn't have n- nothing to say. Shamika was talking about, you know, hot in the pants. I thought you was going to offer some discipleship. Well, uh, actually, you know what? I'm going to say something about, <laughs> about
0: Shamika real quick, and I'm glad you brought this up, because yeah. Shamika came on while I was gone. Yeah. And I'm just
1: curious about this. Has anyone debriefed her yet? <laughs> <laughs> she was debriefed on the show, if that's the that, okay. Were you volunteering for that? I, I'm just saying the next time she's in Nashville... <laughs> she needs to be debriefed properly <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. Were you listening to my yes it's time for men to stand up with integrity Jim and I agree uh, I agree
0: and 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 honestly, I, I'm, I'm trying to stand up. I'm trying to reach out to the young people I'm trying to do my part. <laughs> my rod and my staff shall comfort thee <laughs>
1: Approval rating for LeBron James. Uh, I job performance. You know he's not playing right now with the Lakers. He's out on a little injury, so he's stirring chaos on these Twitter streets. I'm gonna give him a 12 in job performance.
0: I'm gonna be honest with y'all, man. Jay, LeBron James is just hating on Redden House because his performance yesterday was better than LeBron's
1: performance in Space Jams too. <laughs> All right, I don't have to think about that one. So you gave him a zero in job performance. He gets a zero. Yeah, I don't think LeBron has much character. I do like the fact that he's married, and, uh, you know, in a long-term marriage and raising his kids. So I give him a three in character.
0: Did you hear what Shamika told LeBron about that Beijing in the top of his head? <laughs> it's like that movie, movie Frozen. You need to let it go, let it go. And then plus, he think he'll want to be activist. Yeah, man, he's a straight character, man. I give him a full 25.
1: Uh, authenticity. I don't find a whole lot authentic about, but, about LeBron, but I do think he wants America to turn communist, so that is, he's authentic about that, so I give him a 13 authenticity.
0: I give him an absolute zero. Let me get this right. Now, he don't believe Kyle Rittenhouse, but he wanted us to believe him when he said, they put on my fence.
1: <laughs> Jim, you just used the N-word on the show. You know, I'm anti that.
0: I'm, I said
1: nagger. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna have people. I apologize. All, I apologize. We're have people all upset with me. I apologize. I you t- said the. But I, I guess it's legal for black. Uh, people. I, he. He. I, that, that's what he said. I mean, I'm just telling what you what he did. said. Uh, it factor. Uh, it's hard to have much it factor when when the top of your head is. Balded and, and prematurely balded. When did that start happening? Like when he was 30?
0: No, it started out uh,
1: when he was about 17, 18.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I give him a 10. Hey man, look, trying to, trying to raise for your whole family is hard. And I just wish, honestly, man, I wish they would, st- athletes and all these other people, man, if you ain't got an opinion, stop. TMZ interviewed Stevie Wonder yesterday, asked his opinion about all of this. Hey man, do like Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder looked straight at the camera and said, I'm as blind as a bat and I cannot see. I ain't seen shit since 53.
1: That's what you should do. Tomorrow, play that music. Let's go home, Jay. <laughs> Dumpster fire. We both have uh, LeBron at. I got him at a 38. You got him at a 25. Play hey, the babe, I don't yeah. care about that dude at all. I know. I can see. <laughs> hey, uh, I would say that's tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow. But we won't see you tomorrow. I got to give a speech out of state so uh, no show tomorrow so enjoy your weekend thank I can, you i feel in for you that's an idea i'll think about it
2: i just want a beat, i just wanna be i just wanna beat,
0: i just wanna be i just wanna beat, i just wanna be 好